And now, it's time for the Factory Theater Hour, a radio show podcast written and performed by college students and community members from Greenville, Illinois. Tonight, in front of a live audience, we bring you Random Bitlets with Randy Vittlekamp, written by Jack Doughty, Chris Warwick, Jess Adam, Brian Morgan, and Emily Gaffney. Hi, I'm Randy Vittlecamp. I'm a cowboy. You've heard of the good, the bad, and the ugly? Well, I'm all three. Plus uh, a little bit ticklish. You're listening to the Factory Theater Hour's presentation of Random Bitlets, the show where you never know what you're going to get, but you can be guaranteed it'll be short and sweet. Our first bitlet finds us in the middle of an annual town celebration. It's titled... Torvidal's Feast. Thank you, one and all, for gathering on this day, this special day when we remember our ancestor, Torvidal Glockenspachen, and his many great feats of heroism and strength. Now, now, before we begin the official celebration, who among you wishes to address me? the master of ancestral celebrations. Um, I, I, I have a question. Yes, yes, you, you there. Young man who looks like a wet goat standing on its hind legs. You have a, a question about the great ancestor? Uh, yes, yes. What, uh, what did he do? Ah, Torvadal Glockenspachen, the great ancestor and namesake of our blessed township, Glockenspachen Town, performed many overwhelming acts of courage and wonderment. Um, could you be more specific? Um, yeah. He, there were bears, and he torn apart uh, by, he was torn apart by the bears, and then he glued himself back together with the sap of a Norwegian pine. I heard he was afraid of fig leaves. Torvadal Glockenspachen was afraid of nothing. One time he was eating a humpback whale and got hungry, so he ate another one. Are you making these up? What aren't you telling us? Why is this statue always covered with a blanket? We want answers. Yes, answers. Yes. Answer. Answer. Quiet, quiet. It is now the time of the celebration when I read to you from Torvadal Glockenspachen's very own diary. As is custom, I will choose a page randomly from which to read, and um, I pick this one. Dear diary, I spent most of the day eating cheese and humming to myself. Later, I tried to push a rock downhill, but it was too heavy. Now I'm afraid of fig leaves. Okay, I'm going to stop reading, and I'm going to ask you all to forget what I just read. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm going home. Me too. Me too. Not me. Really? No, I'm just kidding. I'm going home. (laughs) No, no, stop. Wait, come back. Here, I'll read some more from the diary. Uh, Dear diary, I love flowers and ponies and fluffy... Oh, come on! (laughs) You, You know, I... I keep a diary my own self. Every day I write down the same thing. Dearest diary, I was a cowboy today. The end. <laughs> Love, Randy. P.S. Don't ever change. P.S.S. I love you so much, diary. 
forgive me, it gets a real lonely out there on the range sometimes. Our next bitlet finds a young mother at the beach, and something has gone horribly wrong. It's called Mermaidicorns. Mermaidicorns to, to the, the rescue. rescue! Oh my goodness, what are you? We're Mermaidicorns, the unicorns of the sea. Uh, I didn't know unicorns could swim. We may be unicorns on top, but look, we have mermaid tails. That's amazing! Can you help my baby? You bet. Ready, Belinda? You got it, Lamp. Let's go! Wait. Your name's Lamp? Yep, Lamp. L-A-M-P, Lamp. Now, let's go! Um, what kind of a name is that? It's short for Lampview. Lampview? Sounds Californian. Look, lady, you're in charge of this rescue, and so I don't mean to overstep here, but it seems like maybe we should focus on that baby of yours a little more and the etymology of Lamp's name a little less. Oh my gosh, you're right! To be fair, Lampview is of Californian origin. Hop on, lady. Let's save that baby. Oh, 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 okay. I've never ridden a mermaidicorn before. You'll get the hang of it. Just hold on tight to my beautiful flowing mane. Let's go. Can you go any faster? Maybe you should put your heads in the water. And get our beautiful flowing manes wet? Psh, I don't think so. He must have been there hiding in the cooler again. <laughs> well, whose baby is that drifting out to sea in that dinghy? Heck if I know. We did it! <laughs> All right! Mermaidicorns! All right. <clears throat> now, don't you go worrying about that baby. All right, that baby is fine. These bitlets are fictional, okay? Made up. Written by the hands of crazed weirdos who'll do anything for a laugh. And this next bitlet is a perfect example. It's got a very simple title, Space. All right, Veronica, we're touching down to Mars now. Are you ready for this? We're about to be the first people ever to walk on Mars. Oh, I sure am ready, John. I've been training for this my whole life. <clears throat> Get ready, Mars. I'm about to be the first person to walk on you. What was that? Oh, something I promised myself I'd say when I was eight. Oh, okay. Anyway, we're here now. Wow, it's amazing out here. Seriously, we're entirely surrounded by space. It's so incredible. Wait, John, what's over there? Whoa, uh, it's coming toward us. Is that a person? Hi! Who are you? Me, Olga. <laughs> Olga got here five minutes ago. Salutation. How do you get here? Spaceship? There. That's your spaceship? It looks like a refrigerator. Yes. Repurposed refrigerator. Wait, so we weren't the first ones on Mars? I can't believe it. Eight-year-old me's dream is crushed. Watch, watch, watch. Olga, do cartwheel. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woohoo! Hey, guys, this is Houston. 
How's it going? Everything's great. Nobody else here but us. Well, that's a relief. We just saw an unidentified flying object touch down over there about five minutes ago. Nothing here. All good. Clear as can be. It's all good in the hood. Are you too sure everything's fine? You're acting kind of weird. Psh, weird. We're not acting weird. You're the one acting weird, Houston. Yeah, you're the one acting weird, Houston. You know, uh, we cowboys, we don't believe in space. If you can't hitch your horse to it or fill it full of lead, then as far as we're concerned, it doesn't exist. The same holds true for koala bears, the Mariana Trench, and Tom Cruise. But enough philosophizing. This next bit let's titled Flavor Substitute, and in it we find two grandkids preparing a special treat for their grandma. Okay, Grandma's gonna love this. Let's get started. Are you sure this is her favorite recipe? Oh, yeah. Now, you just read me off the ingredients one at a time, and I'll put them in and mix them up. Okay, first ingredient is a stick of butter. All right, I'll just get some butter from the fridge and... Uh, okay, well, we don't have any butter, but there's margarine. I think we could use that. We should probably stick to the recipe. Nah, good cooks have to improvise sometimes. But that's not even a full stick of margarine. It'll be fine. There, now, what's next? Okay, um, next is a half a cup of sugar. Alrighty, I'll just look down here and oops, no sugar. All out of sugar. How about substituting powdered sugar? Good idea. Wait, no, we're out of that too. Oh. Here, I'll just use this. That's flour. It looks the same. There, two cups. No, half a cup. Oh, boy. Hey, now, be cool. Remember, good cooks, improvising. Yeah, I guess. Read what's next. Pork jowl. Pork jowl. Pork jowl. Let me check. Nope, no pork jowl. Here, I'll use these bologna slices. Those have mold. And one, two, three, four bologna slices. That should do it, okay? Why don't you go ahead and read off the rest, and we'll see if we have it. Okay. Coriander? Don't have it. I'll use three green Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> three eggs. All out. Three onions should do the trick. A quarter cup of milk. Now that I have, but it's in the downstairs fridge. I'll just use olive oil. <laughs> and lastly, 32 ounces of finely chopped cashews. Mm, got none of those, but I did just find some pork gel. I can put that in as a substitute for the cashews. Okay. Now mix and bake at 200 for six hours. Well... We don't have time for that. We'll just bake it at 600 for two hours. I don't think this is going to work out like you're hoping. <laughs> That's why you're the recipe reader and I'm the cook. Mmm. Mm -mm, that sounds delicious. Of course, anything sounds good to me. For breakfast, I had fire-roasted rattlesnake tail. And the same for lunch and dinner. Trust me, you do not want to try it, all right? It's like eating a gravel necklace. Anyhow, our next bitlet here is titled Wedding Day, and it's, uh, well, that title's pretty self-explanatory. And now it's time for the wedding vowels. Matthew, repeat don't, after. Don't you mean wedding vows? No. I'm pretty sure it's wedding vows, not vowels. I've been officiating weddings for the past 40 years. I think I know how to deliver the wedding vowels. They are the most important aspect of a wedding ceremony. Matt, I think we got the wrong priest. 
I don't want to be married to you by this guy. We already paid him. Besides, at least he knows his fundamentals and grammar. Uh, we're ready, sir. Matthew, repeat after me. I, a, u, a, u, e, e, u, e, i, a, u, e, 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 i. I, a, u, a, u, e, e, u, e, i, a, u, e, a, e, i. Now that we've got the essentials out of the way, I'd like to offer advice that I give to every couple. It is wiser to have a passive voice than an active voice when communicating with each other. And although your husband may be an idiom at times, he will always be the subject of your sentence. This guy is good. May your future tense be happy, your second person infinitive, and your love be consonant. You may now verb the bride. Ah, marriage. You know, I'd like to think of myself as married to the prairie. That's mostly because no woman would have me. Probably due to the overwhelming odor of horse and chap sweat. Well, I'm really liking the title of this uh, next little doodle. It's called Snuffy is Dangerous. Let's see what it's about. Welcome to WFTH News. I'm Jim Hiphugger. And I'm Rebecca Hamburger. Breaking news tonight. It appears that Jim Henson's lovable muffet, Muppet, Mr. Snuffleupagus, is being sought in connection to a string of burglaries. Authorities are saying if you see Snuffy, use extreme caution. His whereabouts are currently unknown. However, his last known location was in the yard of a local woman. We now go to Tammy Tamerson on location with this special report. Yes, Jim and Rebecca. Alberta's Jenny Jacobson woke to find something rather unusual standing in her backyard. Jenny, would you tell us more about what you saw? Well, Tammy, it was just like any other morning until I took my two dogs out into the backyard to do their business. That's when I saw him. I couldn't believe it. There was Mr. Snuffleupagus just standing there. Batting those long eyelashes. He was looking so sad. I heard on the news that he should be considered armed and dangerous. So I left him alone, but worked up the courage to talk to him later. I asked if he was hungry or needed anything. He started crying and said, Bud made me do it. Did he say anything else? No but I tested something out. Maybe it was insensitive, but you know those videos of cats freaking out when they get surprised by a cucumber? <laughs> Same story. Snuffy is terrified of cucumbers. Back to you in the studio, Jim and Rebecca. Thanks, Tammy. If you are just tuning in, we have breaking news. Mr. Snuffleupagus is scared of cucumbers. We'll keep you updated on, on, on the situation as new information becomes available. Now, I, I don't see what's so strange about being afraid of a cucumber. You ever looked into their eyes? I mean, really looked? Cucumbers are soulless killing machines that would snap your neck without a second thought if they could. 
Now, Larry, he's an exception, but the others, <laughs> never turn your back on him. Well, folks, here it is, our final bitlet. It's called Sports Games. Let's listen in as the coach gives a pep talk to his team. Okay, men, uh, we've, got, we've got them right where we want them, all right? Three minutes on the clock, plenty of time left. Plenty. Coach, coach. Yeah, yeah, Pemberley. Coach, we're down by a plenty lot. Plenty of time left, Pemberley, plenty of time. Coach, what's the plan? All right, now, now you listen to me, men, all right? The, the other team is, is going to try to win this game, so, but, but we must also try to win. Coach, coach. Yeah, Freeman. Could you be more specific? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. All right, Freeman, you want a game plan. I hear you. Okay. All right, here's the plan, man. All right, we're, we're going to take the ball to the score zone, okay? This is sports we're playing here, and when you're playing sports, you got to really just take it to the score zone, all right? So, so let's give them what we came to give them and take it to the score zone. Go, 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 go. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 you, Praxterson. It's Myers, sir. Uh, right, Myers. Coach, we could really use just, you know, some really exact directions. All right, right Praxterson, I get what you're saying. Listen, we've got this within our grasp, man, all right? Here's what we're going to do. Freeman, uh, you're, you're going to start things up with a good old-fashioned turnaround shot. And Myers, you'll follow with a, a sports move to the inner court, all right? Sports. Uh, that should leave it wide open for the win and for scoring. Uh Coach. Yes, Wilson, what is it? Co Coach, have you had a recent head injury? I really am not feeling well at all. Okay, uh, sports games on three. One, two, two three. three. Sports, sports games! games. <laughs> well, folks, that brings us to the end of another random bit list with Randy Vittlecamp. As I mosey off, I want you to remember these words from the famous cowboy poet Dalton Wilcox. You must buy your wife at least as much jewelry as you buy your horse. Good night. <laughs> You've been listening to Random Bitlets on the Factory Theater Hour. This episode featured the voices of Justin Langley, Joel Burroughs, Macy Sepp, Quentin Hughes, Emily Gaffner, Larissa Harrington, Lorna Gaffney, Britt Monroe, Jess Adam, Chris Borwick, and Marty Broomfield. Thanks for listening and tune in next time for more from the Factory Feedback.